Awesome. Thank you. I'll take it. Thank you. Yeah, give it up, man, for the word. Yeah. I love that um, that we uh, we started off. I was I was laying in bed last night, and um, I I don't sleep always right now. Um, just so we I don't know. I guess God's preparing me for uh, Piper to show up and not to sleep. And uh, but I was laying in bed last night, and uh, man, just thinking through what God wanted me to speak about tonight. And I had a, had a sermon completely wrote out, and um, and he changed it last night, and and uh, as we conclude our basic series, those two passages of scripture that Hannah and Carly read tonight, Psalm 67 and Matthew 28, um, I love those pieces of text because, man, just the meaning behind them. In Psalm 67, let the nations be glad and sing for joy because of your name, God. And, and Matthew 28 is why those nations will be glad one day is because people are going to go. And so as we wrap up our basic series, we've talked about um, four uh, things that are basic in our faith. And that was, that was the premise of this series, was that we would give you the basics of the Christian faith. And, and so we've talked about why Jesus is the center of it all. And we've talked about why the Bible, and we talked about why prayer. And last week, Jerry, Jerry gave us an incredible word on why worship, and more than just music. And I and I was so bummed out the recording didn't work out because it was such a good word, bro. Wherever you're at, where are you at? Right there. Sorry. And uh, it's such a good word. And uh, I've been wrestling around with a lot of stuff he said that was that's challenged me. So I hope I hope this series has been challenging and encouraging and informative for you because that's what we've been praying for. But tonight, as we um, as we end this series, I want to um, I want to point out the last thing that I think we need to see as a basic of our faith, which is uh, why, why share? Well, on your notes, it says why share. If you don't have notes, there's some more in the back. You can grab them. If not, scrap piece of paper will work. But why share? Why do we share faith? And, and I, I don't think if you've been around church much or you've been a Christian for at any length of time, I don't think I'm going to say anything tonight that's going to be new. Um, I think for the most part, um, we all understand as Christians, people that confess Jesus as our Savior and King, I think we understand that sharing our faith is a valuable and important thing. I think we understand that we are supposed to share our faith. We are supposed to talk about Jesus. We're supposed to let the world know that Jesus is something important and valuable to us. Uh, so I, I don't think anything's going to be said to you. I don't think this is brand new. And if you're sitting here tonight and you're like, man, I followed Jesus for a while, and I didn't know I was supposed to tell anyone. I hope tonight you walk away going, man, I should tell people about Jesus. But there's been a phrase that, that, I've, that I've wrestled with and, and, and just kind of try to make it um, an, like, uh, something I remember constantly because I believe to be true. And it's going to be the first thing on your notes to be on the screen. And it says this, when you go vertical... Your passion will overflow in the horizontal. So when you go vertical, which is your relationship with God, your passion, because of that vertical relationship, will overflow into the horizontal, which is your relationship with people. So I'm going to unpack that statement. Because I believe when we experience the vertical, when you experience God, it will overflow in a passion that we'll experience 
in the horizontal in your relationships. And, and until we get the vertical right, the horizontal can never take place. You can't share what you have never experienced. You can talk about an idea of it, but you can't share the truth behind it. And so I love um, that Carly read Matthew 28, because Matthew 28 sums up what we are supposed to do. Your purpose in life is wrapped up in Matthew 28, and that's our mission. And this is what Jesus gives to the disciples right before he ascends back into heaven. He's hung out with them after rising from the dead, and he leaves them with this. Go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them all that I've commanded you, for I will be with you always. It's a great commission. Uh, it's what that's known as, and, and that's our mission. Your purpose is to go, or in the Greek it would have been as you go, wherever you're at, your purpose in life is to share Jesus and, and make disciples, make converts, um, share Jesus in hopes that people respond to that news. But... That can't happen if you've never responded to that news. And if you're not responding constantly to that news, it's a daily thing. It's not that you have to daily get saved. It's that you daily are responding in that relationship with Him. If we're not, if we're not meeting vertically with God daily, if we're not, our vertical relationship is nowhere to be found, then your horizontal relationship with the glory of God will never take place. So I want to help you see this. Because we all get, like, I, I could stand up here and give you a, um, a list of things to do to share your faith. This is how you should do it. This is what you should do. But the issue is we're all sharing things. We're all talking about things, right? Who's, who, who's spoken today? We all have said a word, unless you're a monk and you're not, and you're taking a val- trainer, you've said a word, and I'm proud of you. But we've all, we're all talking about stuff. We all get excited about things, right? We all have passions in our life and we're all trying to extend our passions to someone else explaining them about some like if you love um, soccer you love baseball you love shopping or you love whatever reading or school or whatever it is you're always talking about that because what's true in that first point doesn't matter sometimes our vertical becomes an idol but it will always overflow into your relationships so we're all excited so I don't need to tell you how to share your excitement because you already know you're pros at that. Like, for instance, Sunday. Sunday was, start off as a really great day, right? We all know what happened on Sunday. Or y'all were living under a rock. The Super Bowl happened. No, it didn't. I I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but it it did. Um, But what I loved about what was leading up to the Super Bowl was a city rallied behind a football team, right? We, there was excitement. Who all yelled, rise up, unless you're a Patriots fan? But we all got excited. Anyone yell, rise up on Sunday or leading up to it? What was the big, what was the big phrase that the Falcons had this year other than rise up? And brotherhood. And, man, like I was hearing stories of people like just walking through the parking lot. saw a tweet. Someone was walking through the parking lot of a grocery store, and someone yelled out, rise up. And it was just like you don't even know anyone, but you're excited about it. And it's this overflow of passion. And then, like um, any a Georgia team or Atlanta sport, we uh, flopped and uh, blew a 25-point lead and crushed everyone's dreams. I don't mean to be, but sorry. I'm still a little bitter over it uh, because 
we finally were going to have something to claim in Atlanta, and we ruined it. But we all have passions. We all were, if you, if you were excited about the game, you were passionate about the Falcons, and you wanted, like, Facebook ignored me. Like, I was just tired of seeing, like, anything else going on. It was nice not to see political stuff, but it was like, uh, whatever, get over this. And I said it Sunday morning, um, but I, and I don't want to over-spiritualize anything, but what if, what if our excitement for the Super Bowl, because worship took place in Houston, and it's just a different type of worship, but what if our worship of Jesus looked like that? Because football's awesome, but it's not as awesome as the goodness of Jesus. But see, a lot of us don't understand that because our vertical relationship suffers. And so the passion for Jesus never overflows to the people because we've never experienced the passion that Jesus has for us. And so we're all carrying around passions and we're all sharing our passions, but the issue is some of us aren't sharing our faith because we're not passionate about Jesus. Because we're not meeting with Jesus. And so I love that last week, we talked about, Jared talked about worship because if you want to meet with Jesus, you're going to worship. You can't meet with the God of the universe and not have worship overflow because he's just too good. And so I love this text. I've, I just was reminded of this text last night, Isaiah 26, 8. And so I want to read two different versions of it, and I'm going to land on one because I just like the wording in it. But it means the same thing. The ESV says this. We are on the screen. It says, in the path of your judgments, O Lord, we wait for you. Your name and remembrance are the desire of our soul. So I love that, but I love how the NIV says it. Go to the next slide. It says, yes, Lord, walking in the way of your laws, we wait for you. Your name and renown are the desires of our hearts. Leave that up there for a second, Brody. I love that this, because if you want to understand that vertical relationship, if you have a vertical relationship, this becomes your heart. You're being first obedient. We're walking in the way of your laws. We're walking in the way that is, that is right and true and is good. And when we do that, when we obey you, we're having a relationship that is vertical with you. We wait on you. And this becomes our heart. Your name, Jesus. The name above all names. The name that at the end of it all, every knee and every tongue, or every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that you're Lord. And your renown, which just means your fame, your, to make you famous become the desires of our hearts. And I love that your name and your renown are our desires. And until we get that relationship right, until we meet with God in, in this vertical relationship and we get excited about what God's doing, it will never become the desire of your heart. It will never overflow into the people around you. It's shocking to me, and, and for my, my life as well, how, li- or how unlikely it is for me to share my faith. Now, I work with people every day that are saved, except for Brandon. I'm just kidding. As long as you're saved, we hope. I'm just kidding. I, th- I, I really do think you were chosen. But um, I, So, like, I'm not always around people on a daily basis that don't know Jesus. But I like to try to get out of the office and go, but like, think about this. Think about your schools. How many people don't know who Jesus is? And how, how many few times do you actually share this passion 
that we say we have. See, our problem isn't we don't know how to share our passions. It's we just don't want to start. We just don't know how to start with people. Because we haven't started with God first. And see, we're all carrying around stuff. Like, I love Apple products. Right? I'm, I'm not going to go droid or anything like that. I think Apple's simple, and I like that I, it works with my computer and my iPad and all this kind of stuff, and, and syncs well and all that stuff. And so I would champion Apple. But I also am excited about becoming a dad. I don't know if you've ever heard me talk about that, but I am excited about becoming a dad. And I'm freaked out about it too, but that, that's a different story because that's in my future, and um, I don't know what to do about it. And, and, and man, I'm, But I'm excited. And so when you look at my Instagram or you talk to me, or like when we first went to the doctor and got to see an ultrasound and got to see a heartbeat and we got to hear a heartbeat and we got to see her moving around, Man, like, that's all I wanted to talk about. Because you share what you're excited about. You share what you, you involve your life around. And see, we're all carrying around stuff that we're excited about. So a lot of us carried around the idea of the, of the Falcons. We, we threw it in our bag and we carried it around. We wanted the world to know. Some of us are excited about um, a boy or a girl, and you're, that's in your bag, and you're carrying around, you want the world to know. Some of us are excited about who you're friends with, or what you're doing this weekend, or whatever you have. If you're um, old enough to drive, and you get a new car, and you're excited about that, you want the world to know about it. We're all carrying around things that we're excited about, and we're letting the world know. We're constantly in this trail of telling the world what we're excited about. And what blows my mind as Christians is we don't actually share what, that we're excited about Jesus because I don't know if we're actually excited about him. Because we're not meaningful to him. Sharing your faith is never going to take place until you meet with him. And so what I want to challenge you with is this question, what name are you carrying? And that's what, like, what do you talk about? What are you excited about? That's the name that you're carrying around. And I'm not saying you can't be excited about these other things. Like, be excited about them. Maybe the Hawks will do something for us. I don't know. Maybe the Braves' new stadium will bring some kind of luck. I don't know. I'm going to rock this hat because it fits my big old head. But um, thanks, man. I appreciate that. It's clean, yeah. Yep. Yep. So, what name are you carrying around? I I love Colossians chapter three, verse seventeen. It's going to be on the screen. Check this out. It says, "And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him." And and I love this. Whatever you're doing, whether you're talking about it or you're acting on it, we do it all in the name. Of Jesus. The name we have to carry around. If we want the world to know about Jesus, the name we have to carry is Jesus. And that's the, ne- the last point is this. Carry the name that matters. Carry the name that matters. The name that matters is the name that at the end of it all is the only name that's going to matter. The name that everyone is going to confess that he's something and he was worth it. And so if we're not, if we're shoving our bags full of something else to carry around, and that's what we're excited about, but we're never shoving it full of Jesus that it might overflow into someone else, then we're never going to make a kingdom impact. 
students for a second just look around look at the chairs that are empty look at the chairs that are stacked this room could be filled with people that are excited about Jesus but it starts with you if you're not sharing your faith with your friends that don't know him then you don't care about them we have to get to the point where we're no longer living privately with our faith a private faith is not a faith Does it have private aspects? Yes, that's that vertical relationship. The vertical relationship is private, but the overflow is the public outcome of that vertical relationship. So as the band comes up, and everything you do, it doesn't matter what you're doing as long as you're carrying the right name. So you can play the sports for the glory of God as long as you're carrying the name of Jesus into it. You can be an incredible student as long as you're carrying Jesus into it. You can be an incredible friend. You can can shop for the glory of God, girls. Praise the Lord. Then you're going to get married and your husband's going to be like, we got no money. Don't do that. But it, (laughs) amen. But what matters is the name you're carrying. I love that in Hebrews chapter 2, or 12, verse 2. It's just this idea of looking to Jesus as the founder and perfecter of our faith. It all starts with looking to Jesus. I think where we get mistaken is that we look to ourselves so much. We look to our wants and our needs and our desires instead of looking to who Jesus is. So we get our eyes on what's temporary instead of our eyes on what's eternal. And when we get our eyes off of the temporary and put them on the eternal, then we'll see lasting impact. So students, the question is, why share? We share because we want the nations to be glad. Psalm 67, I just want to read it one more time. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make His face shine upon us that your way may be known on earth, your saving power among all the nations. That's our hope, Christians, is that his name and his power and his grace will be extended to everyone. That's including all your friends at school that don't know him. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy. And that joy only comes when they're going to hear him. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. The earth has yielded its increase, O God. O God, our God, shall bless us. God shall bless us. Let all the ends of the earth fear him. Students, I so desperately want to see the world redeemed back to Jesus And he's called us into it. That's what's so crazy about this. And the comfort in it is at the end of Matthew 28, the last verse of 20, it promises, Jesus promises to us that he's going to be with us through it all. And I'll be with you always. So as we're taking the name of Jesus to our friends and to our family, and maybe even some of us will go to a different country that has never heard of Jesus and share Jesus. Jesus will be with you. That's the comfort. 
And so students, I, I just want you to like close your eyes and not, not that we're going to do anything weird. I just want you to focus on, there's some people in your life. So as you're closing your eyes, think of someone that's in your life right now that doesn't know Jesus. That person that doesn't know Jesus, that's, that has been placed around you. That person has been placed there because God wants you to be an instrument in their life to help them see God's grace. And maybe some of us are just in a room and we just don't, like, that vertical relationship with God just doesn't make sense and we don't feel Him. Can I just speak this over you? I want you to know that you are incapable of being unnoticed by God. He sees you. He knows you. He knows every little bit of you and every every thought you have and doubt you have and worry you have. He knows and He has the answer for you. So in Isaiah 26, we wait on you. And if that's true, if if we're incapable of being unnoticed by God, don't you want your friends to know that? That God notices them and cares for them? This is your calling, student. This is your mission. This is your life. Take the name of Jesus to all the people around you that they may be glad and enjoy Him forever. So Jesus, may it be true. God, may it be true that that you do notice us, that you know us, you, you love us, you care for us. You care for us so much that you've called us ambassadors of your name to take the grace and goodness that we don't deserve to people that don't deserve it, but you're extending it freely. God, may these students just a fire burn in their hearts that they might go to their friends tomorrow and say, I just got to tell you how good my God is, how good Jesus is, and that He loves you. Here's my story of how He's loved me. And so maybe God, tonight, maybe there's a student in this room that has never received a story, maybe they've never received grace, and maybe tonight they receive grace and say yes to you. Because you're worth it. We thank you that on the cross you took it all. You took our payment. We deserve death and you gave life. So Jesus, may we, may we embrace this calling, this mission. And take the name of Jesus to all the people around us. That they may be glad. And enjoy him forever. Enjoy you forever. Student, this is your life. This is the best life. Go. Jesus, be made famous through us. Amen.